This is Stories of New Americans with Ron Clutho, featuring inspirational and fascinating personal stories of people from all corners of the globe who are now in St. Louis. We'll take a look at the U.S. through newcomers' eyes, get some insight into world history and cultures, and maybe learn something about ourselves. Stories of New Americans on News Talk STL. Welcome to Stories of New Americans. Tonight I'm joined by Maria Teresa Ballo. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay. And she is originally from Colombia in South America. Thank you for joining us today. Um, we're going to talk about your story of coming here, but I always like to sort of start by setting the scene geographically for people that might not be familiar with where some of these countries are. So could you tell us where Colombia is located, like what countries it borders, where it is on the map? Uh, yes, Colombia is located in the northern part of South America, and uh, it has borders with the Caribbean Sea to the mm. north and uh, to the east, Venezuela, mm -hmm. and parts of Brazil to the south and southeast, and uh, Ecuador, Colombia, they all have borders with Colombia, and also the Pacific o Ocean mm. on the west. You border both the Pacific and the Atlantic Ocean. Yes. Oh, so we are the only country in South America that has both okay. oceans. Interesting. And then Pan Panama also? Are you connected Panama, with Panama? Yes, Panama also. Yeah. Okay. But Panama is technically in Central America. Right, but it's still so, a bordering country, so that's yeah. I just wanted to set the scene. Okay, um, now you know I think a lot of people don't realize that South America is very diverse. I mean, some of those countries are as diverse as the United States is. It's not only Spanish-speaking people, right? Um, I read that there are sixty-four. I guess Spanish is an official language, but yes. there are sixty-four other languages that are sort of not official, but mm -hmm. Recognized are those mostly indigenous languages? Mostly, yes, mostly indigenous languages, and some of them have kind of disappeared, or oh. the population is very low. Uh -huh. But they are still spoken. There's a large community of uh, the Wayu Indian in the northern peninsula of La Guajira. Okay, and they are probably the largest other than the Amazonian to the south. Do so, they, do, uh, do they um, tend to live in certain parts of the country or are they kind yeah. of integrated around the Like country? the Wayu, they call it the Wayu nation mm -hmm. and they actually don't recognize borders between Venezuela and Colombia. Okay, they're on, they just they're on call the border it, region. Yeah. Okay. They just call it the Wayu na Nation, and they just go back and forth. Do they, and they do they have, I guess, schools in their language, and are they able to? I'm use their not language? sure, but I know that they speak to the children in their language. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure about schooling. Mm -hmm. And but there's also besides the indigenous. There's also uh, a group on the northern northern coast where they speak Palenquero, hmm. which is uh, 
and African based, so it's a mixture between uh, several African languages and Spanish, of course. Mm-hmm. And they came from, they were brought to be slaves, but they escaped oh. before they were made slaves. So they founded this town mm. called Palenque. Mm. And then eventually it was recognized by the church and whatnot, but mm-hmm. it's, it's called Palenque, de, San Basilio de Palenque. Okay. And uh, they speak Palenquero, and they are trying to recover that. Okay. So now for that one, I know that they are starting to teach it in schools. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. So slavery was practiced in Colombia for a yes. while? Okay. Yes, it was. Yeah. Most of them were brought to the coast, but, you know, yeah. they were, they spread all mm-hmm. over. But the highest concentrations of Afro-Colombians mm-hmm. are on the, on both coasts, mm-hmm. the Pacific and the, okay. the Caribbean coast. And then I understand that there have been other waves of immigrants, a lot from the Middle East, I read Is that yeah that's so that's interesting i didn't I didn't know that um is there um, i don't know unity is are there kind of ethnic or racial tensions or do people seem to get along very well together and in, in for the most part they get along okay. pretty pretty much together but uh they have they have very strong ties to their to their community. Mm-hmm. Like for example, there there were a lot of Ara- Arabic, yeah, and you know, entries into. Uh, but they they have their own community, but they get along really well with mm. the rest of the population, and people know them for having certain businesses and stuff. Like uh, most of them are like fabric stores. Uh-huh. Most of them have that. Really? And it is accepted and that's what they say. Well, let's let's go to the... They have something that they kind of box everybody in the same thing. So uh-huh. it doesn't matter where they're from. Yeah. If they are from the area, they're called Turks. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's what... Yeah. That's what they say, but they they have certain businesses. Mm-hmm. The Jewish community is also very strong. Hmm. They have uh, they have a Hebrew school, really, where all the the Jewish children go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's a Muslim school, but mm-hmm. they are integrated. Mm-hmm. And I, I suppose many people are. Of Spanish background or mixed Spanish and indigenous, but you have immigrants, I guess, from Italy, Germany, right? Other countries yes, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there are quite a few, and again, they tend to have certain businesses. Mm-hmm. Like uh, most Italians that I know, I know them because my father was a jeweler. Okay. And they are, they that, all have jewelry shops. Interesting. And, I think we kind of see that here too. Certain immigrant groups sort of tend to mm-hmm. be in certain types of industries. 
Um, now, the name Colombia, does this come from Christopher Columbus, the name uh, of the country? Yes, yes. Okay. And in Spanish, it's funny because in Spanish, we don't even use the B in the word. We say Cristobal Colón. Colón, uh-huh. So the B was lost yeah, yeah. in his last name, but uh-huh. still the country has... Colombia. Like the original, because he was originally Italian. Right. And he was Colombo, so... Yeah, we say country. it wrong, too. It's actually Colombo, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> okay. And then the other interesting thing about for me was um, Simon Bolivar. Um, I think, I guess, the country of Bolivia was named after him, but he was also very much a part of Colombian history, right? Oh, yes. Big, you, big time. In fact, he was, uh, we call them, we call him El Libertador, the Liberator, mm-hmm. for five countries. So Venezuela, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, and Bolivia. Am I missing one? I think. Was Panama yeah. one of them? Yeah, but Panama used to belong later. to Colombia. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and then they separated. Right. So, and he was the first president of. I guess, independent Colombia too, right? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember if that was still when it was part of what they call the La Gran Colombia, yeah. which included Ecuador and Venezuela. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Panama, of course, because Panama was yeah. connected to Colombia. And this was like early 19th century, right? Yes. Okay. Um. Now, you know, we heard about some problems that Colombia had in the 20th century with um, drug cartels and uh, revolutionary groups and um, people maybe remember the name Pablo Escobar. Mm -hmm. But I, I didn't know this until I did a little bit of reading and I understand that your Colombian president Santos in 2016, won a Nobel Peace Prize for, mm-hmm. I guess, helping to bring these groups together and, and bring some measure of peace to the country. Is that right? Yeah, they signed the peace treaty mm-hmm. of sorts. And um, that's what – I think that's what won him yeah. the, the Nobel Peace Prize. I know you've been away from the country for a long time. We're going to talk about your story in particular in a minute. But do you do you know if if things are better now? Is, is there more um, less crime in the cities? Is there uh, the economy better? It's a, it's a different kind of crime, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, not very related to those groups. Okay, but. Um, it also depends on the region because the interior of the country was always more problematic oh. when it came to those revolutionary groups and, mm. and all of that mm-hmm. than the coast. Okay. I am from the coast. Mm. So we didn't see as much of that as the rest of the country. Yeah. But unfortunately, we have other kind of big urban areas yeah. Type crime and well, like activities. Every, every yeah. urban area has yeah. certain kind of crime, I guess. I read that the 
healthcare system in Colombia now is is among the best in the world. I read that two out of the top twenty five hospitals in the world are in Colombia. Did you know that? I mean, maybe that's happened yes. since you left the country, but I was really struck by that statistic. Somewhat, yeah. I I know that, uh, like for example, San Luis, mo- a lot of the Colombian community that has settled in San Luis are doctors, really, physicians, and you know, really? people like that. Yeah. In fact, we have uh, one who used to belong to the folkloric dance group that I belong to, mm. and he's from the coast of Colombia, mm-hmm. and he is now uh, a professor at Harvard Medical School. Really? <laughs> but he came to St. Louis, and then he was hired by Harvard Medical School. Interesting. And I was like, excuse me? I danced with him. <laughs> <laughs> you knew him when? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I didn't know that about the the medical community connection with Colombia. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Why don't we? I, I want to take maybe take a short break here. I don't. I'm going to move into your story now, and I'm, this might be a good time, even though we're a little bit early, to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're gonna. I'm going to get your personal story of coming to this country and how you see things here. Okay. Okay. Um, you're listening to Stories of New Americans on News Talk STL. Stories of New Americans with Ron Clutho on News Talk STL. Stories of New Americans. Brought to you in part by Arnell's Hardwoods. For all of your laminate and hardwood flooring needs, call them at 314-397-3252. Stories of New Americans. Brought to you in part by the Indoor Comfort Team. For all of your heating and cooling needs, call the Indoor Comfort Team at 314-230-9542. This is Stories of New Americans with Ron Clutho on News Talk STL. Welcome back. We're talking with Maria Teresa Balo from Colombia. And we talked about a little bit about the history and culture and geography, but let's talk about you now. Um, you said you were born in, on the coast. What city were you born in? What? Barranquilla. Barranquilla, okay. So I am from the city where Sofia Vergara and Shakira are from. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the two most famous Colombians. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, what what kind of a community was that? Was it was it uh, diverse? Was it mixed? Was it very diverse? Mm-hmm. Uh, Barranquilla is a very big city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the fourth lar- largest in Colombia. There's uh, Bogota, Medellin, Cali, and then Barranquilla. Mm-hmm. And it's it's big, you know, urban yeah area. So there's a lot of variety. There, you find just about everything, all kinds yeah. of people. Did you live kind of in the downtown area or in the, in a suburban area, or what was your environment like um, growing up? There, the city is is not like here that you have these different towns connected to the city, and the downtown is uh-huh. rather small. There, there's a place that we call downtown, but there are not these like townships necessarily. 
is more like um, neighborhoods, mm-hmm. quarters, neighborhoods. Yeah. So I grew up in the low class, uh, low economic, low socioeconomic class. Mm-hmm. My family was uh, very poor. When mm. I was a baby, uh, they were so poor that sometimes my father would not eat for two days, so my mother mm-hmm. and I would eat. Did you have? Were you an only child, or did you have brothers and sisters? I have two brothers. Mm-hmm. They are both younger. Mm. But when I was a baby, it was just me and them, yeah. and that's when they were the poorest. Wow. Then things got a little bit better, and we moved to Santa Marta, which is a city that is a smaller city. Mm-hmm. That's about an hour and a half from Barranquilla, and it's closer to the ocean. And that's where I grew up. That's where I spent most of my childhood. Mm. And what was your schooling like? Did you go to public school or a private school? Well, when I did elementary school in a private school, but it was it was affordable for them. Mm-hmm. Well, they were doing a little bit better. My he, parents. He became, he became a jeweler, right? Later. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was a jeweler. So we were doing better when we moved to Santa Marta. Yeah. And it was a private school, a private affordable school. Okay. And that's where I did my elementary school. Elementary school there is five years up to fifth grade. Then sixth grade is considered like high school here. Oh, okay. So. Was it an all-girls school or girls and boys? No, it was mixed. The Mm -hmm. elementary school was mixed. Then uh, I went to a public Mm-hmm. School for sixth and seventh grade, mm-hmm. and then we moved back to Barranquilla. Oh, and that was an all-girls school. Was it a Catholic school? Well, to say Catholic school is kind of tricky <laughs> oh. for there because ninety percent of the population, especially in those times, yeah, ninety to ninety-five percent of the population was Catholic. Mm-hmm. So a public school was Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a public school, but we had religious classes Uh and, you know, Mm -hmm. everything was pretty much tied to the the Catholic. Did you have large classes where there were a lot of students in a a room at one time? Yes. Um, Not in elementary school when I was in that private school. That was a small school. But once I reached sixth grade and all the way until I graduated, mm-hmm. it was a minimum of 30 students mm. per class. Wow. It was a big urban school. I remember when I was in elementary school, I had 35 students in a class. And <coughs> it, I mean, it was just what the way it was. And um, a couple of years ago, I went back to my old elementary school here in, in Hazelwood and um, I went – I remembered that in second grade I was in room 13. So I, I, I asked to look in room 13 and I could not believe that we fit 35 students and one teacher in that room because, I mean, they probably have half that number now. And even at that, it looked like it was 
packed to the gills. I don't know how – I don't know how we fit 35 <laughs> people in that room. But, I mean, that's the way it was for me too. It was just normal back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have a happy childhood? Was it was it interesting? Was it fun? It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was the the kind of fun that comes from not knowing what you don't have. Right. And enjoying life just with what it gives you. Yeah. And uh, especially when we lived in Santa Marta, we lived close to the beach. So Did you spend a lot of time at the beach? Yes. Oh, I bet that was a nice. A lot of time. Mm. What what other things did kids do for fun in those days? Did, there, I know you said you don't really like sports, but was there music? What what, what were some popular pastimes for teenagers? For teenagers, uh, yeah, uh, listening to music was one of them, and just walking around, mm. you know, the parks mm-hmm. or uh, sometimes. Well, it's the tropics. It's, it's tropical weather, so. Yeah. We could get out of our houses and just hang on yeah. a corner or in the park or anything like that. Did it ever get cold there? No, not in Barranquilla. Never snow? Nope. Hmm. No. Okay. No, it's just there are two seasons, hot and hotter. And humid too probably, <laughs> right, on the ocean? Very humid. Is it or even worse than here in St. Louis? I can't imagine. Yeah, oh, gosh. it is. <laughs> I couldn't handle that. Do people have air well, conditioning back have, then? we um, have – we didn't. Only big buildings mm-hmm. and places like that back then mm-hmm. had air conditioners. Mm-hmm. Today, more people have air conditioners, but we still don't. My yeah. brothers, they live there and they don't because they can't afford to. Mm. So – but we have fans. Yeah. Fans going 24-7. Yeah. And that's, that's how I grew that's up too. Way, yeah. What was your impression of the United States in those days when you were a teenager? Did you, I guess, knew it maybe from movies? Yeah, Did, I knew it from movies. What was your image? <laughs> the image was the stereotypical image that that we have there, that Americans are rich, <laughs> 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 that everybody – you know, lives with all all of the commodities. Everything is luxury yep. and all of that. That's the image that I had. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think you would be living here? Did you ever think you would come here? Actually, at, those, be- at that time, because of the way that I that I grew up, as I said, we were very poor, and I didn't think that that would be. I mean, that was further. From my mind, yeah. uh, I didn't think that that would be a possibility, even though I, as a, when I was in my late teens, I started to fall in love with languages. Mm. Me and too. That's how I learned English and French and, you know. Mm-hmm. So even after that, I still had no dreams, no mm-hmm thing that that was the goal. I just wanted to enjoy the language for the yeah. sake of language itself. Yeah. Did you travel to other countries in South America? No. In those days? No? No. The first time I traveled out of Colombia was when I came here. Okay, let's talk about that. How did that come about? How, how and when and why did you come here? Uh, well, I met my ex-husband there. 
when I was teaching Spanish to to Americans who worked there okay. in the in the coal that, mines. That, oh, in the coal really in the coal mines or gold mines? Coal, coal, coal mines. Americans. Yeah. Working in the coal mines. Yeah, as engineers and stuff, not okay. as miners. <laughs> and so you became a, a teacher of English. English is a foreign language. Uh, it, or no, you were teaching. Spanish. I'm sorry, you're teaching Spanish too. Yeah, I guess Spanish is a is a second language. Yeah, I okay. I spoke English because I had learned it at the university. Yeah. I I had a degree in languages. I see. So I I taught Spanish to Americans. Got it. And in the middle of that, I met him. Mm. So he will, he brought me to the United States for the first time. So the first time I came, I came just as in a tourist visit. Oh, I, okay. Yeah. To St. Louis or another place? Uh, another place, uh, Pennsylvania. Mm. Okay. Well, and was America the way you imagined it when you came here in Pennsylvania? Was um, it, was it, maybe not like the movies. Not like the movies, and people were were a little bit more like uh, how how do I say this? Like conservative, mm-hmm. more closed minded okay. than than I was expecting yeah. after seeing the movies. Yeah, I thought that all Americans were liberated, and yeah. you know that there was all this. What year did you come here? That what year was that? It was uh, 84, okay. 1984. And you came just for a visit at that time or did you intend to stay? Yeah, I came for a visit. We intended to live in Colombia. Mm. Uh, but then a year later, he resigned from his job there. We were already married. So we came to live. So I, I called that my my previous life, my former wow, life. Wow, <laughs> really? Back to Pennsylvania or then here? Pennsylvania, no. Pennsylvania and then New Mexico. And then we stayed in the New Mexico, Arizona, Texas wow. area. We were snowbirds, what they oh, call snowbirds. Yeah? Uh-huh. So we, in the winter, we, we would go there. And then I joined the Peace Corps after I became a citizen. Really? Yeah. So I became a citizen. Again, it wasn't like a goal or anything like that. But I became a citizen to join the Peace Corps. Had you been teaching here or working in some capacity? No. Okay. No. When I was here in my previous life— when I was here, I wasn't doing anything in the States. Um, he had some kind of pension, and we lived off of that. Oh, he had retired completely yeah. from his... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a lot older than I was mm. back then. Mm-hmm. So I was in the, you know, in that area of the southwest yeah. states... And then I joined the Peace Corps. I did a few months in Mauritania, West Africa. Wow. <laughs> Do they people speak French there? People speak French, French and there. Maybe Arabic and French? Yeah. What did you do there? I, w- I was teaching English. Really? <laughs> How fascinating. Were you teaching adults or kids? Adults. 
Yeah. Wow. It was really called English for specific purpose. Wow. <laughs> How long were you there? I was only there for five months because my ex was language challenged and hard as they tried, they couldn't teach him French. And he couldn't function. He had a different assignment. Oh, he was there with you? Yeah. Oh. We went as a couple. Okay. <laughs> so he he couldn't make it there. So oh. they had to get us out. Did you go to a different country then after that? They wanted to send us to Africa, to an English-speaking country, but that didn't pan out. So mm. they brought us to the States. We stayed here a year, and then we got an assignment in Honduras. Mm. The language challenge was the same for him, but we had the same assignment. So it didn't matter Teaching that he English? couldn't communicate. No. I was a water and sanitation technician. <laughs> that sounds exciting. <laughs> It was very rewarding. Really? It was a very rewarding experience. We were in charge of identifying needs of rural communities, mm. and we helped build aqueducts and washable latrines and all of that. Were there um, linguistic and cultural differences between Colombia and Honduras? Yes, quite a bit. Yeah. Were there some words you just didn't understand that they said there? Even I mean, No, not as much as that. It's okay. just the way certain words are interpreted mm -hmm. and some of the slang and some of the mm -hmm. words that mean one thing in one country. Yeah. It could mean something entirely different. Yeah. Yeah. I got in trouble a couple of times because I used words that I didn't know had another connotation. Can and you remember any examples? Bad word. <laughs> <laughs> um, for example, the verb pisar, which means to step mm -hmm. on someone's foot or yeah. to step on something. Yeah. yeah. Pisar. They use it there with a sexual con connotation. Oh <laughs> so when I told a teenager that he had stepped on my foot, I oh used that, <laughs> that verb. And he looked at me wide-eyed, <laughs> like, what is she saying? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious to know, though, about um, – you said in Pennsylvania when you first arrived, a little bit different from what you were expecting. The people seemed – maybe they were a little bit um, hesitant to open up to an outsider. Is that what you're noticing? You said they were more conservative. What, were there some other cultural differences you noticed when you came to the United States? Anything that uh, seemed really odd to you? I, a lot of people tell me that they're surprised when they come here and people don't walk on the streets. They're just either they are inside or they drive. Oh everywhere. yeah, yeah, that and kind I guess of in thing. Your country people mm -hmm. would be outside more in the streets. Yeah. Did you notice things like that? Yes, definitely. And also, well, and it has to do with the weather, so oh. it, 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 you know. Yeah. But people there are, in Colombia, I mean, are like more open and you leave your door open if you have a screen door. Yeah. You leave your door open and, and that would be fine. Yeah. And things like that. And here everything is, seems to be like closed and... And the neighbors, especially when I was in Pennsylvania, the neighbors were like very, very far apart. And mm. I found that kind of You mean the houses very were far different. apart? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. 
and they didn't even know their neighbors' names mm. and things like that. That that doesn't yeah. happen quite often there. Yeah. Did you have any troubles with English when you came here? I mean, you you knew English, but were there like the example that you gave in Honduras? Were there other language problems here? Uh, no problems, but um, there were things that I was afraid, to, for example, to answer the phone for the first few months because not looking at somebody right. when they, right. they were speaking was a little bit hard. Right. Right. And, of course, there was a lot of um, slangs mm-hmm. and uh, slang expressions and mm-hmm. all of that that I had to mm-hmm. learn. Mm-hmm. Even though I knew the language, I knew the academic language. I yeah. I didn't know a lot of the nuances. Oh yeah. And so I had to get used to all of those. I don't know most slang these days either, so <laughs> slang changes <laughs> all the time. All right, I think why don't we take another short break here and then we'll come back and come up to the future and find out what you're doing now in St. Louis. You're listening to Stories of New Americans on News Talk STL. Stories of New Americans with Ron Clutho on News Talk STL. Stories of New Americans. Brought to you in part by Samim Afghan Restaurant, featuring traditional Afghan cuisine and conveniently located on Manchester Road in the Grove. Stories of New Americans. Brought to you by Hacking Law for individuals who want to come and stay in the U.S. Hacking Law fights for immigrants every day. Visit them at hackingimmigrationlaw.com. This is Stories of New Americans with Ron Clutho on News Talk STL. Welcome back. I'm talking with Maria Teresa Balo from Colombia. And let's talk about um, – you said you lived in Pennsylvania when you came here. Then you lived in New Mexico in the southwest. And then how, how did you wind up in St. Louis? That was from my – when I finished my previous life. <laughs> you keep saying that. Okay. <laughs> I – I well, I divorced my okay. my husband, the one who brought me here yeah. in the first place, and I actually moved back to Colombia, oh. where I taught English in two universities, mm. and I stayed there for about a year and a half. This was in the mid nineties, and when I was there, one of my colleagues told me about Southern Illinois University Carbondale. <laughs> I went there too. Did you? I went there. I graduated from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, me too. <laughs> oh, what year did you go there then? Uh, from 96 to 99. Oh, I, was, I, was, I was before that. But what, how did you like it? <laughs> I, I liked it, yeah. So he told me about that, about graduate school, and he said – he kept saying, what are you doing back here in Colombia? You are a U.S. citizen. Why don't you yeah. go back and um, finish your education? Because you didn't get to do anything with your previous mm-hmm. education. Yeah. You need to do that. So anyway, I let him convince me, and I applied. And in what I, department? T- teaching uh, English? Yeah, teaching English. I was in that department too. Yeah. 
How long were you there then? Was that like two years? Yeah, between – I started in 96 and I graduated in 98, okay. 99. Yeah, 98. And uh, But I was a double major because I I went there for the, the TESOL mm-hmm. department. But I didn't have any formal financial support. Mm-hmm. But so the Spanish – department said, oh, you could teach here, but then you have to take classes here. Oh. So I started taking classes there, and I ended up with a master's degree with a double Spanish specialty. Spanish Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How did you like living in that small town? <clears throat> Maybe it was different from the other places you've been in in the United States. Small college town. Did you find it friendlier? Yeah, uh, maybe it was because of the university, mm-hmm. the university environment. Yeah, I found it uh, more welcoming and and all of that. I like when it a I lot. was yeah when I got there, they thought I I was there on a on a student visa or something because I came from Colombia directly mm-hmm. there. So they invited me as an international student, mm. and I said, uh, I'm a U.S. citizen. Yeah. And I said, oh, then you don't need us in this office. <laughs> <laughs> but before they sent me away, they gave me the contact for uh, Association of Latin Women there. Okay. <laughs> So that was nice. Yeah. That was like a connection. There were a lot of international students when I was there. Yeah. In fact, we just from Malaysia, we, I think we had about 1,000 students. Mm-hmm. It was a really, really interesting place to be. Um, and then did that lead to coming to St. Louis? Yeah, I, I met my current husband there, and uh, he was in the same department. Really? Yeah. He, he graduated with a TESOL, and then he went on to – take a second master on on red comp so we, after we graduated he got a position we decided that whoever got the best position the other will follow mm-hmm. <laughs> so he got the best position in uh, Lewis and Clark Community College oh. in Godfrey uh-huh. So I came with him, and I immediately found a job in Alton High School teaching oh. Spanish. Okay. But um, I'm kind of – I hesitate to say, but I'm kind of allergic to anybody under 17. <laughs> <laughs> so, wasn't a good fit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> not a good fit. Me and kids, not a good fit. So I, I – didn't enjoy that very much, but yeah. it was what I could do, mm-hmm. and I I was I was certified to teach mm-hmm. high school Spanish, so that's what I did for mm-hmm. a few years, and then the, the position opened at at Umsel. Umsel, and that's where you are now. <laughs> that's what I am now. How long have you been there now? Twenty years. Twenty years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and how is it going? Are you are you enjoying it? Are you, do you feel? Yeah, Are yeah. you not allergic to college students? <laughs> no. <laughs> the population of students are changing. It's mm. changing now, but uh, still it's 
not like it was high school. Mm. So, are the are the um, numbers of students studying Spanish? Is it staying steady or is it declining? I think a lot of declining. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. In, in all of the languages, hmm. is is declining. I remember when I was a student there. I I, I studied Russian. I, I, that that department's long gone. I think. Yeah. Is there a German department still? Nope. That's gone. That's too. gone. Wow. That that's the one that was gone most recently. Mm. We've been losing a lot. First, we lost uh, Chinese. Oh. Then we lost Arabic. You had Arabic for a while? Yeah, we had wow. Arabic for a while. We lost that. Uh, we lost Latin mainly because the professor retired, mm. and but the numbers weren't there too, you know. But the Japanese department is doing well, right? The Japanese is doing well. Uh, French, the numbers are declining, but they they are steadily there. Yeah. But German had to go That's because really too bad. Yeah, I'm a language learner, language lover, like you. <laughs> I've always liked languages, and it's just sad to see that. I think. I don't know. We just – most people don't really want to study foreign language. Yeah. I think it, op- I think it open up, opens up the world when you know another language. It really – you really can get an insight into another culture when you know the language, just the way they yes. express the world. Anyway, I'll get <laughs> off my soapbox. Um, when you came to, the, to St. Louis, did, did you find a Colombian community here? Is there a large community? You said there are a lot of medical professionals. Is, is there? A- yes, it was uh, at first I didn't, but my husband started teaching at Lindenwood. Mm-hmm. So from Lewis and Clark, he went to Lindenwood. Mm-hmm. He was teaching English there, and uh, one of his students, a Venezuelan woman, belonged to this uh, group. It's, it's a folkloric, it's a Caribbean folkloric dance group. Yeah, tell us about that. And you're a member of that now. I am a member of that. So this was many years ago. It was 2008, I think. And um, she heard my husband talking about me, and she gave him the reference so I would contact the. Mm-hmm. Turns out that the director, the founder, is from Barranquilla also. No kidding. Wow. So we made the connection, and now I am a big part of the group. And you perform folk dances and festivals yes. and things like that? Yes. Festival of Nations, we have our biggest really? performance, but we perform all over Missouri, and even we have gone to Illinois. Really? Yeah. Are there any upcoming events this year? Uh, yes. Next Monday at OMSL. Okay, probably. Well, we're recording this in November, and I, I'm afraid that by the time this airs, it'll be over with maybe. But is there anything else, like after the first of the year in 2024? Uh, not that I know of so okay. far, because sometimes we know we don't know that much in advance. Mm. Yeah. So it's Colombian folk dance, or is it like it's Latin Caribbean, Caribbean or? Sometimes we include a little bit more than than the Caribbean, but it's uh, we have done dances from Honduras, Guatemala, um, mm. Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Colombia. It, does your organization have a website that people can look at? 
Not a website per se, but we have a, a page, a Facebook page, mm -hmm. where we post most of what, our what stuff. What is the name of the Facebook page? It's, it's uh, Grupo, Grupo Atlantico San Luis, Missouri. Grupo Atlantico St. Louis, Missouri. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Or Grupo Atlantico San Luis. I don't think Missouri is okay. in the name. <laughs> do, do you um, – Does the community celebrate, say, Colombian Independence Day here? And do you, is there a group? There's a Colombian society, Colombian yes. Colombian society, yeah. And they do, annually, they do a, a picnic, a Colombian Independence Day oh, picnic. Oh, what, what month is Independence Day? It's, is it's in July. It's, okay. uh, the official date is July 20th. But they usually do the picnic either the weekend before or after, depending on. Yeah. Is it open to the public or just for It you? is. Okay. It is open to the well, public. Make a point of going next year. It sounds great. Speaking of Colombian Independence Day parties, let's talk about food. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what are some typical Colombian foods? Well, we have, as you probably know, the arepa, the arepa, famous arepa. Yeah. Now that's also, I think Venezuelans claim that too. Yes. But is it? Are there just different styles or is it the same thing? It is pretty much the same, but Colombia has a uh, few more varieties. Mm -hmm. Like uh, in Vene uh, Venezuela, is kind of a plain and then you can put stuff in it. So it's basically like a corn cake? Yes, exactly. Filled like with different things. Yeah. So in uh, Venezuela, typically is like, cut in half mm -hmm. and filled with something. Mm -hmm. In uh, Colombia, we tend to, especially on the coast, mm -hmm. we tend to blend in some ingredients like the cheese, mm. arepa. Mm. The cheese is blended into the... Into the dough. Into, into the, the dough. Oh, into the dough great. itself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any Colombian restaurants in St. Louis? Yes. Um, maize and wheat... Yes. It's in Brentwood. Yes. I have been there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's quite good. Is it authentic? Is it good? It's, it's pretty authentic. Okay. I was pleasantly surprised that what they call arepa costeña mm -hmm. is really that. Really? <laughs> what is that filled with? Egg. Egg. Yeah. Okay. And it's typical Colombian food. Yeah. From the coast. Okay. Yeah, I guess there are like, I don't know. Regional differences, too. Yeah, for the food, regional like differences. Um, oh, gosh, I have so many questions. We only have a couple minutes left. Um, if, I, if I were to go to Colombia as a tourist, what, what would you recommend that I visit? What's a beautiful place I should see? Uh, for the mountains and the climate and the green and yeah. everything, I would recommend Medellin. Medellin. Yes. Okay. For the coast, for the beaches mm -hmm. and all of that, anything surrounding Santa Marta. Okay. Your there's hometown. A, <laughs> yes. There's uh, Santa Marta itself, and then there's beaches around it. There's a big, big space called Parque Tairona, mm -hmm. and that has, you know, different beaches mm -hmm. and... There's also like uh, native ruins, Indian okay. ruins there okay. that you can go to. Okay. 
Um, what is the best and worst part about living in the United States for you? Um, the best, mm, I would say the the convenience of uh, you know I I don't have to to struggle to find things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst, uh, I don't know. Probably the the division that the artificial division that people get into, mm. yeah. Like here in St. Louis, there's there seems to be. I am a poet, by the way, and um, there seems to be a big division here. Like you go to certain poetry reading, and it's all the white poets, mm-hmm. and you go to another one, and it's all the black poets, mm. and so. Sometimes they come together, but mm-hmm. most of the times it's like every yeah. group tends to yeah. levitate toward their own. Mm-hmm. I don't so. know if that's human nature. Do you find that in Colombia as much? Is there more? Um, over there is more a class thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Social class thing. Yeah. It's like people from high class; they don't even know that we exist really? in the in the poor. And that's still like that now in Colombia. Yeah. There's still kind of like a yeah difference in yeah. yeah. Okay, it's like two different worlds. Yeah, some things never change. All right. Well, I'm afraid we're almost out of time. I have a lot more questions I'd like to ask you, but I'm afraid we're going to have to stop it here. But thank you very much for your time. I really enjoyed talking with you. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. And thank you for listening. This has been Stories of New Americans on News Talk STL. Stories of New Americans with Ron Clutho on News Talk STL.